Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. Amazing. Good. Brooke, how are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling good. Good. What's your question for Psychic Kim? You mentioned a little bit about your daughter and her hospitalization before we got you on the air. What can you tell Psychic Kim, and then what's your question? Um, With my daughter, she had issues before we gave birth. She was born at 29 weeks, and she has been in the hospital since. We made the decision for her to get a tracheostomy. So it's been a while for her to come home and because of nursing. So it's just a little emotional because they're yeah. saying she should be coming home in November. <sighs> and I'm just ready, and I have to quit my job now. And I have another daughter who just started in kindergarten. So I was just wondering, like, how you feel just with, like, everything in, like, the future. It's just going to be a lot. And my life is changing with only being 24 years old. And that's basically it. Just my life is going to be changing. So, for one, I feel like your daughter has this, like, really bubbly personality. So even if she's not expressing it, like, um, through her through her mouth, through her voice, um, her energy alone is super strong. She's a little fighter, I'll tell you that. And she's got some spunk. So she's thinks <laughs> I get she's gonna keep you on your toes. Okay? In a mm-hmm. in a really positive way. This is meant for you to um, learn a whole lot about yourself, um, about your strengths, about your power. She's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. It's just more so letting your fears it's kind of what stops you from actually like really embracing the whole scenario, the whole situation. I only see good yeah. stuff coming out of this. I really do. I see you get involved with a lot of different communities, a lot of different support groups. Um, um, I don't see you holding back from doing things either. Like I feel like I want to pop her up in a, a carriage and let's go. We're going here. We're going there. So don't let it stop you. Like, there's a lot of support that's out there now for people in your position. Just ask and keep being an advocate for you and your daughter. But it's going to okay. go good. Um, that's really good. I feel like you'll be, you'll be a really good, what I call nurse, you'll be a really excellent nurse, and you'll be really good to attention to detail. And I feel like, though, that you may have to really put good boundaries on the nursing staff that comes in. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, not saying anything bad or nurses, I'm a nurse out there too. Um, so just kind of keep an eye on who's taking care of her. Yeah, that's what I'm in. A, I'm in groups on Facebook, especially relating with her, um, her medical issues and stuff. And that's really good to hear. Cause with my five-year-old, I just don't want to be able to stop her from doing things with like yeah. sports and stuff just because I can't do it but I feel like I should be able to with her. Fair enough. Hey, thanks Brooke. You can do it. Keeping you in our thoughts and prayers. I hope you have a great morning. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Take care. Yeah. Uh, I got time for one more here real quick. Heather, how are you feeling? Good. Good. Question for Psychic Kim. What you got? Um, I was just curious. Um, I'm a Mom of three kids, and I'm working two jobs. I just wonder, will anything financially be looking up? Like so you can get rid of a job or two? 
Yeah, because I work a third shift, and then right away I go to a, a morning job, too. Wow. Kim, what are you seeing? Is uh, some of this going to uh, give way? Not for a little while, unfortunately. I feel very, like, stressed and just oh, drained. Cool. Um, it's going to take a little bit before everything kind of evens out. They're showing me not till like, February, March of next year that it finally, like, starts getting a little bit lighter load. But some of this, I feel like you there's better management that can be done. They're not showing me on what level that is. And they're also saying you need to continuously ask for support. You're not asking in the ways that you potentially could get the help. So I don't know what that looks like in your life to you, but yeah. Does that feel right, okay. Heather? Like you're you're probably trying to take on most of this yourself, it sounds like? Yes. Yeah, there are people around you that could be helping, but you're probably just like too proud to ask. Um, it's not that. It's just it's pointless to ask anybody that I have around me for help. Why? So I feel like I should just do it on my own. That way I know it gets done. God, I'm just exactly like that. I do everything. I... I, I <laughs> I I know I re- I really am. Well, around here it's different. Like I have I have good people that I work with, but there's like so many things in my life. I'm like I'll just do it myself. That way I don't have to. That way I know it's done right. But then you and get resentment. That's... Like you need to do this for yourself yep. and and think. Okay, what is someone capable of? Could they do a good job? And then let them know your expectations. And then that's one thing off your plate. You'll feel lighter. Like unload maybe five things in the next month and a half that other people can help you with. Thing, small things, yeah. but they add up. Try to do that for yourself, okay? Hang in there, Heather. Um, so I have a non-curable rare disease, and I am currently on some immunosuppressants that will hopefully help it um, not be so bad. I am just wondering if these immunosuppressants are going to help me get better or if my disease is going to continue to progress fast. All right. So are the meds really helping as much as Sandy would want the meds to help, Kim? They're not causing harm is what I'm feeling, but um, a lot of this is going to be mental work for you. So physically, I hear listen to the doctors physically. Okay. So you're going to get some support on that level. So that I see thumbs up on there. And then, but mentally they're saying this is going to be a lot of mental work. Your mental state is what's going to affect how things actually work. If you think negative or you're like constantly judging or criticizing or going deeper and not trusting yourself, trusting your body. Yeah. It's going to go progress quickly. Okay. Okay. And I get how it would be very hard to be positive when you're dealing with something like that. There are a lot of apps out there that can help you with like daily affirmations, things. Sometimes that does help when you constantly remind yourself, I'm doing what I can do. Some things are out of my control, but things are going to get better. You know, the the mind is a powerful, powerful thing. Well, and it sounds like you've kind of been through the ringer with uh, with your health condition already, Sandy. So, you know, maybe just a, a reset might help out, you know, quite a bit. Yeah, I've been through a lot. Um, is GHL, like, do I have a lot of years left? <laughs> that is your choice, for one. I don't... I don't predict when people are going to pass away. And that's between you and your powers that be. Um, but that is literally your mental thought. If you continuously think that you may have not very many years left, yeah, it's going to be cut short. 
they see me, I see them like cutting your strings, cutting your strings. So they're like, this literally is your thought process. If you imagine and you put intention out there, say 10 years from now that you're going to be doing this and this and this, they're like, what's stopping you? You're the only one that stops yourself. Oh, I, I'm here for my kids. This is my strength. My kids are my strength. Draw from that. Well, yep. Okay. All right, Sandy, lots of love. Thanks for being here and uh, continued well wishes. Thank all right. you. Take care. Thank you. Yep. Bye-bye. Uh, hey, Becky, you're our last caller today with Psychic Kim. I'm so horrible at time management. What's your question? <laughs> um, so my question is, am I going to be more progressive in this pretty much new, like within last year, job that I've been doing. Um, I made a major switch and I've been with the company now for a year. And is this going to be something that I stick with for the long haul? Or I'm just kind of wondering where you see me with yeah. in this company. So can we see Becky there for a while? Okay. Uh, you'll um, be there for a while. It's not going to go as fast or up the ladder, up the chain as fast as you want, but I do feel like there's, you are making difference in others' lives, either co-workers' lives or however it is. I see that you are going to, you're going to notice that, how much you're actually impacting other people, and that's going to actually draw you to stay within the company. So you're going to start feeling really good about what you're actually doing there, not necessarily focusing on um, moving up the ladder or the money, you know, things like that. Like you're going to notice how you're getting back from the company in a different way, in a positive way. So they're like, that's good for you. Just pay attention to those, um, those cues that you are, that we are being, oh, that they're leading you to. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, that's thanks. awesome. Good luck, Becky. All right. Today is very important. I'm I'm a teacher. You're the best teacher at the school. Oh, yeah, my teachers are awesome. My teacher's pet. She's one of the best teachers you've got. My favorite teacher. My favorite teacher. My greatest teacher. My teacher taught me that. The best teachers are teachers who entertain while they teach. (laughs) All right, so teacher, uh, World Teacher Day, by the way, not just National Teacher Day. The entire world is going to celebrate all the teachers out there that do amazing things. You start to think about it. Like, think about how stressed out you get as a parent during the summer Having to be around your kid the whole time. Hold on. You know? You mean having to parent? Yes. Right. And so to think you send your kid somewhere and they're taken care of and they're learning. Uh, I appreciate them. But here are the top gifts that teachers get at the end of the year if you're starting to think about what to gift them. 13% of teachers have received a gift that says best teacher on it. 71% have received wine and they love it. And then 33% of teachers have received jewelry. That say Jewelry? was surely stolen. So normally that's like second grade and under where they're like. That's funny because oh, they steal something from their mom and they give it I to the teacher. I found this diamond ring, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Clark. Uh, here you go. This is for you, my favorite teacher. But 6% of people uh, say that teachers in their area are poor, which is because they reach into their pocket and pay for things they're for their classroom. They're underpaid severely in yes. uh, the United States of America. Who was your favorite teacher and why? Why did they make an impact on you? Uh, I, I had two really that stand out. One, Mrs. Bruder, because she just uh, she kind of let me do whatever I want. She let my mind wander. She knew that I had uh, what, what they used to call, what they now call uh, ADHD. Yeah. Uh, they used to call uh, unfocused 
And uh, and so she let me do whatever I wanted, where my mind went. And she yeah. let me get creative. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then uh, also Mr. Sauter because he was my detention guy. Yeah. And then our math guy. And uh, for a whole semester, he his brother was a uh, 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 superintendent at a neighboring school district. Yeah. And for a whole semester, he would let me in my independent study just prank call his brother. Mm-hmm. And so I got to do that uh, probably uh, 75 times. So that was good. Okay. So I yeah. really liked him. Okay. I love how you uh, said detention was a class. Do you know that it's not a class? It's somewhere. It was part of my day. Okay. So it felt like it schedule. felt like my first period. Uh, I would have to say Mr. Fine because he had dead airs. And uh, can't it talk about went on for like days. That. Oh, my God. Yes, I can because he, he's someone I could date now. Because, like, now it's socially acceptable, where when you're 13, so I guess it's not. Uh, but then I have to say Mrs. Froming, because any teacher that can teach you how to spell something as a song, and then you don't forget What'd it. What you spell? S-U-C-C-E-S-S. That's, that's the way we spell success. And I'll never forget it. And I just taught it to Liam, and he'll never now forget it. if you it. could have a little, it'd be fun. It spanned generations. We should call her today. This might be an answer that your wife will give. Uh, over you, are you just one to scoop up dog food and put it in the bowl? Oh yeah, that's a, our dog doesn't get any. I mean, it's like good dog food, but no, actually, I don't even know if it's good dog. I think we get it at uh, Costco. There's a giant bag of dog food. Scoop it up. Yeah, she'll but what eat kind? It. Is it mindful dog food like Blue Earth or whatever they serve? Oh, uh, probably like a Kirkland version of it. Okay, I, I don't know. I let her pick it out, and I go. It's it, it it's to the point now where it's her dog. I don't, she's got to do the work. Yeah. I just, I can't anymore. I don't like the, the dog is a pain in the ass. You love it. it no, 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 no. I, I'm beyond, I don't, the dog is, it's like a super needy child. That's mm-hmm. always I complaining. I don't mind getting messages from my friends if it's going to add something to my life. But if I get another, it's almost, it's almost daily from my friend Adam that will post or send me like a private Facebook video or Snapchat of him making scrambled eggs for his dogs. Oh, I don't know if that's good for the dog. Grilling up salmon, cutting up chicken, putting it in the dog bowl with the dog food as like an extra treat. Kaylee, who used to work here, will do that all the time. They cook for their dog. They, does, yes. does Adam have kids? No. Like a family? So and the dog is his. Kaylee. Gotcha. It, it, they're they're mm. fur babies. There's probably a maternal need there that gets fulfilled. You think more so people will cook for their dogs if they don't have kids? I would bet. Because their priorities are right no, there. I would just think they want to cook for someone. Why do people go above and beyond for their dog's food? I don't know. I think they I don't probably understand. want their dog to love them more, maybe. I mean, there's a, probably a need for more affection and attention. If you're one that stands over a, a pan and you physically whip eggs i would have a problem if my wife did this if i came home and i saw my wife cooking for our dog and yeah. not, especially not cooking for our family yeah but cooking for the dog i'd have to blow that up listen it, and it's not even like a, a cute little oh you know ruby is turning one today here's a special breakfast then we're oh. gonna go get a pup here's cup. a chicken breast this is every day and they'll sit there <sighs> and he has special claws like uh you know those claws yeah, they rip apart claws. the chicken yeah and so he'll do that and then he'll add it and i'm like I want I want you to explain why you go above and beyond for your dog's meal because I feel like they're good. They're good with hard food. Luann, do you co- you cook for your dogs currently? Yeah, yeah Luann. Yeah, Luann, you you cook for your dogs yeah, like yeah. right now. You're gonna cook yeah. for them tonight. Uh, well, my husband does all the cooking for them. You got him he roped into this, huh? First thing, yeah. 
he cooks for them first thing in the morning and then again at night for supper. They get two meals a day. We have seven little viewer terriers mm-hmm. and he births them in terms of like when they de- when the mama dog delivered, he had to be there to assist with delivery. After that happened, it was all over. We, that's why we have seven. Uh, we raised six kids, and we are empty nesters, and so he puts all of that energy that we used to put into our kids into our dogs. Energy and money. Does it sound um, weird to you when you say it out loud? Because I'm having a little bit of a pause yeah, here. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. When we, when we had six kids at home, he wouldn't even allow one of my little dogs in the house. Yeah. And I had to give it to my mom. I had to give it, I had to give it away because she, he was like, absolutely not. We're not doing this. So then, you know, fast forward to empty nest time and I get these two little dogs and then it just, boom, from there. That's actually pretty sweet that he misses caring for things now that your kids are out of the house. Luann, what's a quick sample meal for this dog? Like these dogs tonight will get what for dinner? Uh, They will get scrambled eggs with fresh venison. And by the way, (gasps) he raises the eggs. They're organic. We have chickens and he uses them for the the puppies. Your chicken's only purpose is to have eggs to feed to your dogs. Uh, yeah, we started out wanting them for ourselves, but he won't let us eat them if we're low on eggs. He'll say, get the ones from Aldi for you guys, and these are for the babies. Hey, Aldi eggs. Are Wait, did you say babies? Sorry. They, we call them babies. There are the babies. One of them's name is Baby. Uh-huh. Um, he named it Baby because it had got injured, and he had to go down to the ER with a dog, pick it up. It had to have major surgery, um, like seven grand worth of surgery. And he, ever since then, that's baby. Yeah. Sure. And well, they sleep with them. All of them. All seven. Right oh now. In the bed. Right now. as respect. Yuck. <laughs> oh, they're so sweet. They're so tiny. I'm sure they so are. To, to recap our time yeah, together yeah. this morning, Luann, your yes. seven dogs that you sleep with, including one named Baby, all rule the roost so much that your husband, even after you've had six kids and got them out the door, will make breakfast and dinner for your dogs. And it's all homemade. And that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life, or at least until these dogs live theirs. But she sounds so happy. You guys sound happy. Yeah, that's I mean, all that you, matters. Well, like how yeah, many gummies a week are you guys happy. downing? No. We're super happy about it. The only roadblock is you can imagine with seven dogs in the bed how that limits other things. Yes. What do you I do could. when you want to go on vacation? Yes. Like uh, you got seven dogs you got to board uh, or do yes, you have somebody come watch really them? Rough. Nope. We, if we can, when we've went on vacation before, we've had someone come to our home because, you know, he's got a very long, specific list of how you can <laughs> care for them. And we have a... A daughter that's a, a grown daughter who's still living at home, and she um, does a lot of that take to me. She's a lot of care of the dog. She's just as much like that as her dad. And so she does a lot of care of the dog. One of the puppies was literally born in the car on the way to the ER. Oh, man. And he had to birth it in the backseat. Wow. Uh, Luann, you know, couple they're things. very special. Number one, you're very well spoken. Thank you for your eloquent soliloquy of the birthing of the dogs and uh, the description of how much you care for them. It's made me understand a little bit more. But number two, uh, when the podcast posts today, 
I want you to go back and I want you to listen to it. With him. And then I want you to just be super honest. And if somebody was listening, like they're just driving down the road, they just dropped their kid off at school, would you think that this has got a little dose of crazy to it? No. It's her life. I don't think it's crazy at all. Uh, And that's okay. Uh, I'm a a clinical therapist, and I don't think it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) What's your friend's name that uh, cooks for the dog on the internet? Adam and Kaylee. And he'll send me messages. He knows that I'm not like this this lover of labs, and I wait for the next meal he makes his dog. What was the last meal he made for his dog? It's always scrambled eggs with, uh, or he'll like, um... Does he put it like in the dog food then? Does he like have dog food and then yes. he puts the eggs in? So he'll do probably- a scoop of cold, like the dry dog food and then he'll whip up some eggs and then maybe he'll steam some vegetables like carrots or corn. I think those are good for dogs. It probably helps yes, with the digestion. Yeah. But I just. Uh, but I don't care. I guess I'm okay. I, I feel like the dog food companies have done research and they're probably putting out a pretty good product if I just take a scoop and give it to the dog. You know what's really weird? And I, I don't know if this is a. If, if this is a golden doodle thing versus everybody else's dogs, but dogs that we'd had in the past, if you put a scoop of dog food in their bowl, they'll eat it until it's gone. Uh-huh. Our dog will just take a bite, a couple of bites, walk away, do whatever she's going to do, and then come back for a couple of bites later. We can leave a whole scoop in there all day, and she won't just eat it until it's really? gone. It's very odd. Hmm. Uh, Jennifer, uh, we know you as the uh, dog food crockpot queen. Is that how you want to be labeled? Yeah. Okay. With this little side of crazy dog lady. Okay. Uh, we understand that. Now, what, what's yeah. the last thing you made your dog in the crock pot? <laughs> well, so we, I know cat doesn't understand the crazy dog people, which is totally fine. I don't understand crazy cat people or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, me, and my, me and my husband had three dogs before we had kids, and they were our kids. You know, we came home to them every day. We took care of them. We took them to the vet, you know, when they got sick and whatever. On a stroller, take them to the zoo um, and stuff and or not? No, not okay. that extreme. Okay. Don't, Just trying no, to feel I'm you not, out here. I'm not that crazy. Gotcha. <laughs> not, not that nuts. Um, but, you know, the older they got, you know, we had one of our dogs lived to 16 and a half. And I think that was part in, you know, part of because we took care of them just a little bit extra yeah. by making them food. And one of our dogs got uh, cancer, and we brought them to a holistic doctor, and we had him on a raw food diet. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, same as humans, you know, there's stuff that we can do that's better for us versus eating, you know, dog food. Processed yeah, dog stuff, food yeah. has been formulated. Yeah, and I mean, it's been around for a long time, and they do know what they're doing. But, you know, I remember a long time ago, a vet compared giving a milk bone to a dog as like a human eating a Snicker bar. And they can eat carrots for a snack. And that would be like a human eating carrot. So uh, better my, for you. I'm so curious as to what's the last crock pot meal you made for specifically last for a pet. crock pot meal, um, brown rice, a little bit of chicken broth, okay. and then kidney beans, peas, and... Carrots and ground turkey. You just I let that simmer all day and then uh, give it to Fido. Yeah. And then yeah. how irate right. do you get when you look out your back window and he's in the backyard licking his butt? Fifty-three <laughs> <laughs> percent. So about half of us pet owners say that our pet has chewed on this. All right. So I'm going to give you just a quick clue. It's not shoes. And I want you to think danger. 
dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous for your pet to chew on this, but about half of us will admit we've seen our pet chewing on it. What is it? Electrical cord. Oh, my God, you got it right. Yeah, didn't you? Oh. Right scary. away. Yeah. Now, uh, what do you got? Doggies, kitties, rabbits? What do you got? I have both. Okay. I have a cat and a dog. Yeah. And uh, what are their names? Um, my cat's name is Nala, and then my dog's name is Chef. Chef? Yeah. We call him, like, Chef Boyardee. His name is Shefferson, but it, we call him Chef. Shefferson. <laughs> I like that. That's very cool. Uh, and do you, you find your pets chewing on electrical wires every once in a while? Um, no, but this is really weird, but my grandma actually, like, took her dog out back years ago for chewing on electrical wires, and then, yeah. What does that that mean? You mean she took it out Um, back to kill it? Yeah, because she was chewing on, um, electrical wires, and that's why I honestly just chose electrical, because I just figured that's exactly what it was. So instead of teaching the dog, or, like... Uh, you know, maybe putting the wires behind the couch or something like she just killed it. Yeah, it's actually a really messed up story. Yeah, yes, you think? It is. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling too. <laughs> that this is pretty messed up. Is uh, Nana still with us? Um, it's actually my so it's my kids' great grandma, and yes, she is. She's still around. <laughs> She's like we need to call her. No, I don't think so. I think that's bad for the program. <laughs> Courtney Kardashian, she and her new husband, Travis Barker, kind of took the page like, uh, who did this? Gwyneth Paltrow and her husband, Brad, they did this. They lived apart for like almost two years. They do too here. You know, there are emotions. Change is hard for kids. And they have both lived in their homes their mm. whole lives. And just they each have their rooms. And we are a block away. So it's kind of a special time that we are like, what a cool time that like every sure. night he can <laughs> he comes over. And it's like our we have our routines within our house. Oh, um, God, she's just I'd rather watch sand dry. To piggyback on that, Kim Kardashian just showed us yesterday how she puts the Kleenex into the Kleenex box at her house. Because it's a bit difficult for some to believe it's a rounded box. Anyway, uh, tennis legend Serena Williams, she is now retired. So she can spend more time with her five-year-old playing with her tampons. What is that? Huh? What's that? A cat toy for karma. No. It's a cat toy for our cat? Yes. I'm <laughs> Whatever we'll one up that. We have a coworker who once told her son when she came into the bathroom that she had a tail. <laughs> <laughs> I grow a tail every month. Every month I grow a tail. Gross. All right. Um, Constance Wu. This is this was a weird situation. So she was on a show that was very funny. I used to watch. It fresh off the boat. Uh, it really highlighted life for uh, Asians, Asian Americans, and, and immigrants, and their and then their new generation of. Family. I was canceled for um, being. Sorry, go ahead. Anyway, I saw your hand move. <laughs> so I talk with my hands. So she had found out that they had been renewed by ABC for a sixth season, and back in 2019, that's when like cancel culture really started. And she was talking about how she was grossed out that it was picked up again because of what it stands for. But the Asian community is like, listen, quiet. We enjoy the show. 
I was canceled for being less than the perfect, for not being the Asian people wanted me to be. Ungrateful, bratty, whatever. Do I think the proportion of the hatred and cancellation pitted at me was equal to the amount of error I did? No. I was in therapy every day for a while, um, and I, it took me a long time to get on the right medication. I mean, I pulled myself over the balcony of my apartment building. You know, and I was going to jump. It's like talking about it now, like makes my palms itch because I remember like holding on to it. Ultimately, it ended up being something helpful because it made me get help. I do feel terrible for the point where uh, someone would feel the only way out is to jump off a balcony. Um, and the fact that we were so quick to cancel just like a whole human because of just one thing they say. And- what I found the weirdest about this is she had a successful network television show and then she decided after four or five seasons to just bash it? I guess so. I don't know. You get to a certain level of success and you think you can say things. Jeez, but I think I'd want those checks to keep coming. Yeah. Blowing out their candles today. Nikki Hilton is 39. So is Jesse Eisenberg. And Kate Winslet is 47 today. What is in front of you? So my goal, I like intermittent fasting, mostly because it's easy to do while we have the show. Uh, I know you slipped in. Would you have some uh, beef jerky already this morning? And then what's the can you're drinking right now? This is Black Rifle Coffee Company. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, they're veteran-owned. I went into the grocery, or the gas station this morning. I was going to get my Starbucks double shot, and I was like, oh, I've never tried this. And then I read above the label, veteran-owned. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll try this. And so, it's very good. Uh, turn it around and look at the label real quick. Yeah. Uh, no, the label, the, the, the nutrition label. Okay. What is it? Uh, what's it? How many servings are in that can? Uh, it's one serving. Okay. One serving. And how many calories then? 130. Okay. Normally so, I do a five calorie double shot. So your double shot, uh, usually of what you get is five, five calories. It's just like black coffee. So if let's say, uh, let's say you go to the grocery store and you buy a loaf of bread and you look at the nutrition label, would you be prone to eat less if that nutrition label told you how much exercise you'd have to do to burn that food off. No. It wouldn't make a difference to you at all? No. This is a, So this big study just came out of England that found instead of just calorie counts on the label, so your calorie says, what is that, a 130 you said? Yep. If it said the amount of exercise you'd need to burn them off, people would eat and drink less. So, for instance, <clears throat> if that said... For, I mean, your 130 calories, you got to walk probably about 25 minutes to burn that off. Yeah. Would you not drink it if you knew you had to walk for 25 minutes or run for 12 minutes? Um, No, it wouldn't make a difference to me. I, I know what would be worse for my body than another option. Like, I know that uh, a chicken salad from or a chicken sandwich from Popeye's is going to be worse than a grilled chicken salad. You know, so I, I just make those assumptions on my own. So they call this PACE. It stands for Physical Activity Calorie Equivalence. Hmm. So this big study says the majority of us would pay closer attention to what we're putting in our body if we knew the amount of exercise you'd have to burn. I'll tell you where this is a big deal. I think this would be the biggest deal when it comes to boozing on the weekends. If you knew that you're, let's say you make yourself a Limon diet, Mm -hmm. and you knew that you were going to have to get up the next morning and run a half a mile to burn that drink off, I don't think you'd have that last drink. Drinking calories is the most upsetting thing because if you do look at it, you're like, oh, I'm five beers in. Oh, my God, that's like over 600 calories? What's right. happening? I don't like that. I would rather eat something like really terrible and know that it's 900 calories. A Popeye's chicken sandwich. Right. Versus having three beers at the restaurant. Yes. That's mo- that's the most upsetting part because I'm like, it's liquid. 
It's doing nothing. For but me. if they put that on, uh, even when you go grocery shopping for your family, you don't think that would make a difference if they put that on the on the calorie count? I, I, I would. I me. guarantee you would change my game. I would look at because I, I I look at a lot of this right now, and I go usually when I exercise, I get below calories, right? Because I don't eat before I exercise, and then. I think about how many more calories I can have throughout the day to still stay at a deficit. Yeah. That's the kind of the way I try and work. But if I knew that you have a, what, a handful of trail mix, you got to run a mile tomorrow. You wouldn't have that handful of trail mix, would you? <laughs> yeah, you still would. would? Yeah, I would. I feel this is weird. I just thought I'd throw this I'm at you. This is living a- my best life over here. You know, like yeah. I eat very healthy in the Good morning. Good on you. Oranges, yeah. apples, beef bananas, jerky. beef jerky, cake. <laughs> When I got this message, I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel. I want you to come on and describe to both of us exactly what went down at Walmart. Um, because from the gist of the text, I was like, I think I'd be pretty upset at my husband. So. Can you break down what happened? So my whole family, we're at Walmart and we have, oh, I mean, we had like a cart and a half. Yeah. We were next in line and this man out of nowhere just like cuts in front of us. Sure. And says nothing and just starts scanning, like getting his thing scanned. And I'm looking at my husband like, hey, uh, are you going to say anything? Yeah. He says nothing. He's just silent. He lets it happen. How come, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate. People are going to ask, why didn't you speak up? Well, it's, he was a big burly guy. Uh, I'm with my kids. uh, Yeah. I'm... I'm just kind of expecting my husband as the man to step up and say something. Sure. He said nothing. He didn't even, <laughs> he didn't make eye contact with the man. He didn't say, excuse me. I'm not saying he had to be a jerk about it, but I'm saying say something. So he is he normally nothing. somebody that would? Is that why you're surprised or is he meek by nature? I didn't think he was meek. I know he generally avoids confrontation. So I'm also, but with me, he'll confront me. But with strangers, I'm just, is this a normal thing that men do where they just avoid conflict? No. I don't. I was just expecting more. Sure. Say something. You don't have to throw fists, but say something. He did nothing. See, now, uh, hang on a second. I'm put you on hold. I want to give people thoughts on this. This is where I would not say something. Here's what I'm not willing to do. Let this escalate into a violent matter. For the matter of four or five minutes of my life. Really? I'm at that point right now. I think it's the principle of teaching someone you can't just walk in front of somebody's cart and hop in line. Like, you can't do that when you're in fourth grade. It's too dangerous nowadays. How do you know this guy doesn't have a crossbow in his pocket? That's so sad. You're going to get shot in the face. For somebody not being able to budge in line at Walmart? Nah, man, I ain't going out like that. I did not expect that answer from you. I love confrontation. I was like, for sure, JJ would be like, excuse me. I think even two, three years ago, I would have. I'm just not at that point. I'm a happy idiot. I really am just stupid and happy right now, and I don't want anything to get in the way, much less some dude who, listen, you're you're this mentally unstable that if you're just going to budge in line at Walmart in front of somebody who was clearly there before you, you're not going to care whether little old me says, hey, stupid, get out of the way. I feel like I would be really turned off. I feel like I would look at the the person that is supposed to. Your husband, you would protecting. expect your husband to do Derek something? would 100% say something. You know he would. No, he you, wouldn't. You know This guy would. is six foot four, beard, flannel, and looking like he'll mess a brother up. Derek would never say something. I don't know what this person looked like. 
She said it was Burley. That's what I think. I think Burley is, you probably look like you've probably made several men cry in your life. I ain't about to be the next I one. I feel like Derek would say something. But if I had, if my man was like, mm, just just let it happen. Okay, we're fine. We have a cart and a half. We have nowhere to be. Yeah, you do have somewhere to be. Where? It's the weekend and you have kids with you at Walmart. <sighs> People have somewhere to be, but there. Basically, to recap this thing, she and her husband are at Walmart. They got a cart and a half full of groceries or whatever they're buying. Kids. And they got the kids with and some quote unquote big burly guy budges in front and she's set off because her husband doesn't start a fight. God, I would be like, I would, I would instantly whip my head around like, why are words not coming out of your mouth? Why is this okay? 25 year old To show your Jade. kids that people can just pop right in front of you when you've been waiting. That's Tw- not right. 25 year old me, this gets put down. This becomes a scene. This JJ version 7.0. I feel like that's opposite. Wouldn't it be the opposite? You deal with less crap. This is too many people that are loose right now. And they're willing to stab you or shoot you in the face because you want to mouth off, man. I ain't going out like that. I really do feel upset that we have to worry about that, that people can't just be cordial and proper. Katie, let's say this is your husband. Would you be mad at him for not starting a giant fight at Walmart? No, I'm sorry. I'm totally on your side with this. And I, I'm a 25-year-old married woman with two kids. And there's a there's a time and a place for sure to stand up for yourself. But you got to read the situation. And is it worth it? And I, I'm with you. If someone's, you know, lacking that sunset, they can just jump in front of you. There's some crazy people out there. And I try to teach my my husband not to mess with, so, with that. And same with my kids. So let me that's ask driving, you. That's, that's everything. As a female. What if it was a female? What if it was like a woman your age oh. and she budged in front? Would you have said something? You know, that's that's a good question, but I would I would probably respond the same. Just let them be. It's not worth it, and uh, it's not worth the five minutes of my day to, to mess with that kind of crazy. Wow. I would pick on a girl. I would blow it up if it was a girl. <laughs> oh, I, my I, God. I, I'm not messing with a guy. If it's a woman and she budges in front of me, I'll blow that up in a heartbeat. I think what would she's, you say? I'd say, excuse me, I was here a little bit uh, before you. You can get behind me. And if she said something after that, then I would ram her with my cart. You would? I would ram ram her cart like my, with my cart, like a bumper car. Oh. That's what I would do. That's And I would make, I would make a big deal with, 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 if it was, if it was Katie, if you were in line and you budged in front of me, I would, I would embarrass you like nobody's business. But if your giant man of a husband (laughs) did it, I would back down right away because I don't want to die. So it's situational. All right. Good call. Hey, thanks, Katie. Hope you have a good it morning. Bye. Take care, sweetheart. Uh, Rhiannon, would you uh, would you want to fight somebody at Walmart if they buzzed in front of you? I mean, I would want to, but I wouldn't. Good. So I first want to preface that I usually agree with Kat all the time. Yes. But I'm actually going to agree with you on this one, JJ. Thank you for getting smart. <laughs> well, Hey, they don't. Call, they call it stabby Walmart for a reason. Yeah, wait, that they is call not it true. I go this. to Walmart all the time. Let's not say stuff like that. <laughs> I go for the deals. When you, yeah, when you go to Walmart, Cat, I question your. I question your sanity. <laughs> you do? Did you take your kid in there? <laughs> yeah, I was. I think you're like top notch, but then I hear oh, we went to Walmart, and I'm just like. Girl, I'll do unsavory things for a deal. I'll tell you that. And when they roll back those prices, it does something to me. So I am not above Walmart for sure. But um, let's leave their 
you know, supposed reputation out of this, you would say that if it was a big burly guy, you don't want your family getting into that. No, I think it would be a lesson to teach my child that obviously this person um, needed it, needed to get in and out a little more urgently than we did. And we can have patience and dignity and wait in line. But I do think that I'm kind of sassy a little bit. So I would probably like under my breath be like, seriously? Yeah. And then just let him go, but mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, you'd I say like a it. little, a little something. Yeah, you got to uh, read the room. Thanks, Rhiannon. Have a great morning. Now, I, I do want to get one guy's perspective on this. How you feeling, Angel? Good. How are you today? Good. Now, what if your wife looks at you cockeyed because you didn't fight a guy at Walmart that budged in front of you? Are you having this? Well, you know, you got to read the situation as everyone else was saying, but like, First of all, I want to say it's Walmart. It comes with the territory. <laughs> God, I don't, all right. maybe I'm not shopping at the same Walmarts you guys are at because I've never really been to one where I'm I've been okay. like scared. Yeah, I get in, I get out. It is what it is. It's a, it's yeah. a store to me. I'm, I'm a big firm believer in ki- killing with kindness, so I, I would have definitely, I mean, Hugged you him? could call it puss out, but I, I, yeah. I would have asked them uh-huh. if you have somewhere to be. So you still would have said something, even though it was kind of backhanded, you would have made made at least a comment on this? I think so, just so they would know that they're budging in front of you. You know what you could do? You could, um, like, kind of reach into their area and grab the separator that goes on the belt between your goods and his goods and go, let me me just grab this real quick. All of these things are are ways to get shot. All of you guys so are... was, was this a self checkout or or with a cashier? No, no it was a, I think it was the cashier. Sounded like it was the cashier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I have been in the in the self checkout area, and that's uh, you're either paying attention to the green light or someone's going to go in front of you. Yeah. Well, that one's different, right? Oh my god! The other day, I was checking yeah. out, and this guy—he only had a box. He had a box of shoes. He had a pair of shoes, and I had a full cart of stuff. And I said, "You can go in front of me." By the time I load everything on the belt you'll be done. And he comes in front of me and he goes, thank you. I don't trust those, uh, so dragouts. Not at all. I put a hundred dollars in one time and they only gave me change for 10. And I mean, it opened up this dialogue that took so much time that I don't want to help people. What out do you guys do? What's so, what's so busy about your life that you can't wait 30 seconds to hear this guy out. Sometimes I just don't. You're becoming more antisocial every minute. Couldn't be less true. I love being out in public. I like to talk to people, but because people sometimes give you free stuff. That's no, why. but I, like don't moan to me about stuff. I don't care about your money uh, change issues. Angel, like, isn't she bougie? Yeah, Angel. What's that? Isn't she just too bougie for you right now? Don't you think she's changed? You think I'm too good? She's turning Whole Foods on us. <laughs> Angel, oh you're the best, God. man. Have a great morning. <laughs> The Playhouse Podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.